JT. JT Faith Radio. Yeah. JT Faith Radio. JT Faith Radio, this is Tyler. This is Brad. And I'm John. And uh, this week we're going to do uh, uh, some Q&A. We, we did an episode earlier on United Methodist Questions, United Methodist Answers. Um, they're, they're general theology questions, but um, what's, what's fun is always to, to kind of look at where we stand uh, and our answers uh, compared to what they think we should, where we think they should, we should stand. Uh, so, if if you remember back in one of the examples in our last episode, was the question on evolution, and and I, I differed from the stance of the Methodist Church. We're going to differ in different places. I mean, it, it, it's, it happens. It happens. There's no there's no perfect church out there. And as I've always said. Um, you know, the only perfect church that I think exists is the Church of John Carroll. And once I read a book and change my mind, I now have to split my own church. So um, so we're going to jump off into, we're, this is the second chapter of this book. And the first question is, what does incarnation mean? Yikes. Whoa. <laughs> we only have an hour. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> right. And we got to get through several questions, so. What does incarnation mean? What does incarnation really? mean? Yeah, what does incarnation Man, mean? That is God becoming human and coming and living among us. I believe John says, In the beginning was the Word, and then by verse 17, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. How, how much more do you want me to there talk? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does so, the book say? So the so the question I mean for us is this understanding that 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 um, Jesus of Nazareth is the embodiment of God, right? Um, it, not the embodiment of the whole God, because who does Jesus pray to? I mean, you you right? God, <laughs> God, um, and at, at at the baptism, what's the dove? The Holy Spirit, God, right, and so there's the three pieces of of the Trinity, the Trinity there together, yeah, right, and so so it is it is the the embodiment of God in flesh, the embodiment of the Christ or the Messiah, uh, the 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 uh, prophesied Christ or Messiah to come is Jesus of Nazareth, and and we really flesh that out in, in deeper meaning in the Nicene Creed, um, yeah. and so. So we get to understand a little bit more about that. But the incarnation in this, it really talks about the idea that the humanity of Jesus was real. And Hebrews 4.15 notes that Jesus underwent the same temptations that we do. He got hungry. He ate. Uh, His death was real, not pretend. He took on our humanity in order to redeem us. He bore our sins in his death on the cross. His resurrection offers us new life. The divinity of Jesus was real as well. And so the incarnation is this idea that God and humanity dwelled 100% within. So it's not just God, but it was the God and humanity coexisting, not 50-50, but 100-100 in the man of Jesus. He was 100% human, 100% divine. Here's your question. Why do all United Methodist altars have two candles? Well, it's more than just the Methodist church, but okay. 
one candle represents the humanity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. And the other candle represents the divinity of Jesus. That's right. 100% of both in one body. So let's let's quote a, uh, a song. I wonder if anybody will know who did it. Um, Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Pleased with us to flesh uh, in flesh to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel. Wasn't that your favorite song by Charles Wesley? Hmm? Wasn't that love your divine, favorite song? Love divine, all love Isn't that it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So, um, but anyway, it was a Charles Wesley. But song. anyway. I'm a heart <laughs> the Herald Angels sing. Yeah, I know That's you. That's me. And, that, yeah. and we're getting into that season, and I struggle with this season all the time. But Ooh. anyway. I, I am the Bahumbug. Did you Wait know, a minute. Did you not know that? I think I could compete with you on that one. You know, here's Does your house have a Christmas tree? It does. It, Mine does not. <laughs> well, if it was up to me. <laughs> um, yeah, matter of fact, if if, uh, if Carrie is having her way, it's being unpacked right now. Really? Yeah. Well, if Madra is having her way, she's unpacking it right now. <laughs> and you, you see where I am, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the next question. Was Jesus really born of a virgin? Yes. You know, interesting enough, when I was junior high, high school, somewhere in that time period, and was going to the first Christian church, Disciples of Christ, we were in a time period there where we did not have a pastor, and so we were going through um, pastoral search, and I got put on the committee. And on the committee, we would interview different pastors. We'd either phone interview or whatever the case may be. They may come visit with us, and we would talk to them and and go through this deal with them. And there was one woman who was on the committee with us, and I'll never forget that was always one of her questions to every one of them that we questioned, that we interviewed. Her only question, really, she might have had another one, but the only one I remember she would always ask, do you believe in the virgin birth? And I can remember that age thinking, what preacher wouldn't? believe in the what but even so i mean she was obviously aware at some point in her lifetime of a pastor who did not believe in the virgin birth well and 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 so that was her question to every one of them do you believe in the virgin birth to play devil's advocate here let's go as far as the virgin birth yeah there's two different understandings of virgin birth there's the understanding that she had no right no copulation with a male right right and then the other virgin birth is that it was her first birth. Really? Yeah. There's 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 this idea out there that there was the first birth, the virgin birth of Mary. Wow. Yeah. Um, not to say that that's who, what this who is. Who do we hammer about that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and really, like, for example, when... Um, we, we get this understanding of the prophecy of, of the virgin birth from Isaiah, mm-hmm. which is actually a bad reading of Isaiah, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, because he's talking about the virgin standing right next to him. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not talking about Mary, but we, we take that and say, oh, yeah, no, he's talking about Mary. And there's the problem with reading Christian doctrine back into the Old Testament. Right. Now, we can, we can look at the Old Testament through the eyes of Christ, 
or the glasses of Christ. But we can't put Christ in every sentence. Right. And and so and many people out there are going to freak out that we even said that. But you have to understand a couple different things. One of the, one of the best things that I was ever told uh, in seminary was this: the Old Testament is not monotheistic; it's monotheizing. They're learning what it means to be the people of one God. Right. That's why they keep falling back to Baal. That's why they keep doing all these other things, is because they. They're learning what it means to be a people of one God who controls all things or has a hand in all things or, or is in, is continually creating in all things. Not this idea that, that we just have one God above all other gods. Right. We've got God, but then, you know, I'm still going to pray to Baal for my crops. My crops. And the fertilization right. yeah. and, and other things. Yeah. Um, we also see this in, in some of the songs, right? I mean, when you say uh, the Lord and his counsel. We can read it in Job, right? In the first part of Job, and and so we we find that that they're learning what it means to be the people of one God, which is completely different than monotheistic. It's monotheizing. By the time they get to the end, the actual end of the Old Testament chronologically, they're there, but they it takes time to get there. I, I don't. I, I'd heard that comment about the virgin birth. I don't know who that actually derives from. We do believe in the virgin birth. Meaning, back to the Apostles' Creed. Yes, back to the Apostles' Creed, the or or the Nicene Creed, if you want to go with the yeah. or, the old version, right? And the uh, the long version, I should say. All right. So the next question here: Where was Jesus when the world was created? Go ahead. With God. Was he? Now I'm going to play devil's advocate. Yes. Here. Was he? Yes. I say no. Why would you say no? Because Christ was there, but Jesus wasn't. Oh, let me ask you a question. Because <laughs> the humanity wasn't there. Let's say, <laughs> let me be the devil's advocate for a minute. All right. Let us make man in our image. Okay. Who's to say the humanity wasn't there from the beginning? If, and this is. I'm talking about Jesus in, in out there human form, physical mm-hmm. speculation because we don't know what Adam and Eve looked like prior to the fall, and we don't. We right. None of us here were there, right? No. Correct. Okay. Just, no. just so, wanted, so it's all speculation. It's all right? speculation. <laughs> yeah. So when God said, "Let us make man in our image," who's to say that Jesus wasn't there already to be the image and to be the model of actually how we were created? Yikes! And you thought you were the only deep thinker in the room. No. Okay. okay. So, so what we would be saying then is that Jesus is the first Adam, and Adam is, is a- the second Adam, Adam. and then yeah. Jesus, the second Adam, is actually the third Adam. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so, but, so, so the third Jesus, or the third Adam, and the Adam Prime. Adam Prime <laughs> <laughs> should be the same. Where where Adam second Adam two 2.0 right is different. Wait a minute. Or or What's would we different? say that Jesus is different than all of humanity that's around him, aside from the incarnation? No, I purely in a physical sense, in in a in a purely idealistic way of viewing. Uh, eternity right if we're gonna say in the beginning 
Jesus was with God, then who's to say, and, and again, this is just a, a purely speculative conversation. Right, right. That we weren't created in the image of Jesus. That when God said, let us create man in our image, he was looking at Jesus, a physical embodiment of himself, and he said, let us make man to look like you, my son. Mm. It's possible. Yeah, I I can see where you're coming from. And and probably where I differ in this is I actually give Jesus 100%. But in that... That 100 and 100% never separated. It was never separated at a time. So there was never the time of the egg of itself being of itself. Right. So in other words, it's not part of Mary at all. Right. So Jesus in and of itself is not human. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't say he's the son of man. Why not? He didn't come from the egg. He had to come from somewhere. But you're saying that God just created it in the womb. God took Jesus up here. In the womb. You know, God, wait a minute. Wait womb a minute. is human. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and the whole. But, okay, so in other words, when we get to the point where we can grow humans in sacks, they're no longer humans? Yikes. That's what you're saying. No, I'm asking that. That's what you're saying. No, that's what you just said. <laughs> well, the whole son of man is is a could be a, a whole nother show. Too. Yeah, that's a I throwback. Mean, that that yeah. is a, yeah. The, We're not going I mean, Daniel a, here. I'm Forget just saying, that. <laughs> that's a whole son of man it is a highly debated. Debated? What's debated about it? It's a reference to, to, to the Messiah through Daniel. There's several readings of it that are debatable. Now, we're through, not talking about the CEB with the human one. No, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> it's a whole nother conversation. Human one. Yeah, we're we're now having a little I, bit I of fun. I love that. <clears throat> but so, yeah, it's it's a it's a paradoxical circle, I, I think. Yeah. It, that that we really fall into a, a deep, deep, dark and it's great to have a flashlight when you're down in a hole. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have a flashlight down in a hole, it's purely speculation that hey, yep. this is the way out. Uh but yeah, I mean to, to talk it out. How did Jesus come? I mean, it's it's, and what was the model that we were created after? It, so if if we're gonna dig way back in the way back machine, the one thing I would say is to tack on to where you were a minute ago with the the Hebrew people were not learning, or they were learning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be monotheistic people. The opening words of the Bible, in the beginning, God. Yes. Moses, at the time he wrote it, was surrounded by a polytheistic society. Absolutely. Tell right. me he wasn't inspired. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. To, to go from... From everything he was surrounded by, everybody praying to these plethora of gods around him, Mm -hmm. and then him to sit down and write the words or say the words, in the beginning, God, singular. Even though the debate about Elohim being plural, all that aside, in the beginning, God. Well, here's here's something that, that 
I'm, I'm curious with this, and this may be the, the writing of the words later as, as an issue. When you go to Goshen, there's caves where the word L is written. Now, we're talking about this where the Jews or Hebrews were, were put up in Goshen through Joseph uh, when he brought the people in during the, during the right. drought. And they're writing L, inscripting L, when there's the plethora of other deities. So they're following, they're following this. So when Moses leads them out, why could he have not said El? It was written Elohim. Did he, you know, the, all the references to his people and the scriptures that inscriptions that were found are all El, mm-hmm. which is a singular God. So I, you have to almost assume he's referring to a singular God, meaning his understanding of that singular God. Now, whether or not it's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that we know, right? Which now you're reading Christian theology right. back exactly. into a back Jewish in, book. Yeah. Right, and and when when you when people read that as a plural Elohim, we're looking at that as a triune God. Right, and 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 so we want to point to that and say, look, 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 he knew of the triune God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did know of the breath of God, the uh, ruach hakadosh. Yes, yeah. You have to choke yourself a little bit to say those words. Um. But actually, Raha Kadesh is actually New Testament. Old Testament is mm, Ruach Ha Kadesh, Panumite, Panumite, which is, is the, the Greek, Greek in Greek. Yeah. yeah. So um, and and the Ha Kadesh, the Spirit. Yeah. The the Hebrew mixes that up to where the whole thing becomes uh, the Holy Spirit. Right. Ruach Ha Kadesh, and and. It's like the king's horses. Right. I can't say that in Hebrew, but the the comes in the middle. Right. Anyway. Horses of the king. R- right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> P- it, it, possessive. It, it, plural possessive. Well, and, 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 Man, and, please don't go down the Hebrew road. <laughs> no, well, I was, was going to say it's the same thing in other cultures and other languages as well. English, we put it at the beginning, but other ones will put it in the middle. Right. Like the horses of the king instead of the king's, the king's horses. Right. Yeah. And, and it's just a nuance of English. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> it's been an interesting question. We we have absolutely gone off topic, and we're not going to get through this chapter. I'll tell you, I'll tease the next question for our next show because we're coming up on the end of this show. All right? And the, tease that next question. Why did Jesus have to die? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Horse Jack? <laughs> Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, it's been it's been fun going over these few questions. Yeah, we well, thank you for listening. Check us out on our website, www.jtfaith.com. Absolutely. And give yep. us an email at info at jtfaith.com. Um, hit the like button. Uh, share us. Do whatever you, you can do to, to get, the th- get the show out there. And, and uh, we do thank you for listening. I'm John. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brad. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to JT Faith Radio. Come visit us at jtfaith.com. <laughs>